You're going to meow Podcast Network. This is a tale of five wanton women and the fat black pussycat. The black cat could eat no fat. Its mate could eat no lean. Betwixt the two, they licked the bloody body clean. No, really. Is there any reason on earth why you can't see the fat black pussycat? Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome again, back again to VHS Vengeance, the show where uh, two cold schlock movie nerds call through the wastelands that is the goodwill bins the back of vintage shops garage sales and free boxes to find the best the worst and the best of the worst of the forgotten vhs classics finger quotes uh i am nick co-founder of films against humanity you find us on youtube and the vsf vengeance live show held here every month in beautiful portland oregon and i'm joined as ever by my trusty co-host Dave Lowry, how's it going, man? Pretty good, dude. Pretty, I'm feeling pretty Makes good. Makes sense. We just watched like the best movie ever made. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, what movie is that again? It's called The Fat Black Pussy Cat. That's right. Brainwaves Cat Murder. Yeah, it's got a psychic cat. It's a slasher, uh, sort of like a G-rated sexy sleaze movie with a bunch of R-rated slasher murder in it also. And, and it's... not a fat black pussy cat. No, it's a very skinny very cat. Very gaunt, sickly black pussy cat. As the cat. owner of an actual fat black pussy cat, offended. <laughs> like, that ain't that ain't fat. That ain't fat pussy. It's not fat. It's not fat, <laughs> it's not fat pussy at all. Uh but which, by the way, when we get to uh, the background uh, for for this for the film this week, uh, there isn't that much because uh, Dave just got weirded out by typing in "fat black pussy." Yeah. Cat. Hey guys, here's a fun challenge: <laughs> you try to go out there and Google "fat black pussy cat" and see what kind of shit comes up on Google, man. Because it's it's a lot Especially of adult get... content. Spoiler alert! <laughs> Especially if you get it wrong the first three times and put in "big black." Pussycat? Yeah, I don't Even know. Worse. I mean, you know, well, you know, yeah. Either way, yeah, you get a lot of adult content. Let me tell you what. I really had to dig deep. NSFW for sure. NSFDubs. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, look at this scandalous stuff popping up on my phone here. <laughs> had to be careful where, to, where I'm Googling this movie. So yeah, I don't know a ton about this movie. I can tell you that, <clears throat> shout out to Bad Movie Suggestion, a Facebook page with a wonderfully generic name. And uh, it's pretty great. A lot of good people in there. Uh, somebody in that movie recommended this movie. Shout That's out right. to you, Christy Hartsgrove Moores, uh, also a comedian and just a cool person that I am vaguely familiar with. And uh, yeah, our she, first, com- our first, uh, it's our first request. Com- yeah, it's our first community call. We, you know, uh, so and we will be doing more of that. Like, if you are hip to a movie and we're not, and w- you make us learn about it, that's cool. We might do that movie on this podcast. And I definitely was not hip to the fat black pussycat. At all. And now I've seen it, and wow, it is technically a movie that I watched. That's the yes. Now I have been hipped to it. Yeah, I am hip to that cat. Uh, now, the the first, for me, the first five minutes of it, having never seen, going in completely blind, mm-hmm. I thought that this was just going to be a uh, movie that at the very least thinks it's an art house pick, or at least trying to be. And, uh, it kind of is. 
uh, fails at that, I I think. But it, what it doesn't apparently fail at is starting an entire horror genre uh, that's called what again? Uh, yeah. So I, I did find a couple of things on the internet about this movie. It is credited by a lot of fans with inspiring the Italian slasher genre known as giallo. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. Which is a kind of like a slasher. It's a bunch of Italian movies where there's like a killer that usually has black gloves. It's mysterious. Kills a bunch of ladies. Uh, it's very violent and stylish and generally incoherent, but that's not why you're there. You're there for just like violence and style and like craziness. Not plot or no, no continuity plot. or... So it's... I'm going to call bullshit on that. I doubt like a bunch of Italian directors are like, oh, look at this big black pussycat. Oh, so good. I must make a... I don't know why I have we a must French cre- accent, but... <laughs> we must create a series of films just like this. Uh, uh, doubt it, but that, you know, it's out there. It might be true. I don't know, man. What I definitely don't doubt is that uh, the director of this film and the writers of this film for sure saw Peeping Tom uh, uh, famous for a lot of reasons. Uh, most recently, it was on the Fangoria Top 300 uh, horror movies of all time. Wow. I gotta uh, check that out. Released a couple years before this, 1960, uh, that, you know, uh, essentially popularized uh, killer vision. Uh, POV yeah. uh, st- style shooting. Killer which this, cameraman. Killer kinda. camera. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, which this movie does uh, for uh, oh, so both of it. its killers. Spoiler alert. Um, oh, I was right about that. And you were right. I was right that they would turn out that there were two killers. I called it. And you called, you saw something coming as well. Oh, that it was the, the final lady killer. Oh, yeah. I think that you it were was, like, yeah. oh, it's her. It's, yeah. Well, why would she be at a five day party? With a bunch of people she hates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's let's, yeah, yeah, let's, let's, let's get let's, into the plot. Let's let's get into the plot uh, quote more unquote, more quote which unquote. I will not be able to do because this movie is fucking incoherent. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's um, back. Yeah, no one. Knows it what's doesn't happening. start. It starts out pretty good. It's like A B C, and then right. like as it moves on, right around the halftime, it's like A B C Q Q triangle yellow rainbow <laughs> effect exclamation like it, the plot goes insane. So uh, it opens up with a lady's butt. There's like right, a, a lady that falls down dead and naked, and the credits are just rolling over her like butt for like a really long time. With with happening hip, uh, freeform jazz yeah, music playing. Jazzy stuff. We're doing a jazz kind of movie. Uh, and um, so once that gets done, uh, where does it? Do we? Well, the, we don't uh, have you, another you, party exactly. You intro. You you get, oh, immediately get intro to the uh, actual black pussycat because mm. it uh, climbs in and meows and climbs in over her body, and then the title credit comes up piecing together the cat and the fat black pussy cat. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, that's probably like the fifth time they've heard this on this podcast. We need to stop saying it. We, we, we don't need to say it anymore. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's no, just... no promises. You do what you want, Nick. I'm uh, gonna be saying fat black pussy as many times <laughs> as possible because I got a good excuse. <laughs> but. Uh, but then, you, for all intents and purposes, whatever the hell that the, the cops are trying to find out, blah 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 blah, you end up at a what they say at this point in the movie at the very beginning is a four day party. Well, yeah, I, if I could back you up, just just two okay. two minutes or so. There's a cop and he's like, ah, oh, we got to solve this murder that we didn't actually see. All right, uh, let's get on the case. They go to a hipster cafe looking kind of yeah, joint totally called the Fat Black Pussy Cat or. Fat black pussy. No, no, it's it's, it's the fat black pussy cat uh, title uh, title of the film and, and all the matchbooks, which are really cool. I'd like to get one of those. Oh, matchbooks. totally, totally. And and they they just these two cops. Uh, it establishes right away these two characters. Um, we got uh, the main guy whose name is David Ewing Walsh. He is an asshole that harasses beatniks for information. That is all he does in the movie. Fair enough. And his partner is 
completely uninterested in doing police work. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's just like, can I get a water? And then like later when they're in this in He this, just wants uh, to go diner, to a good deli. That's he, all he's just he trying to find a good. He spends most of the movie off screen at a deli. You yeah. know he's at a deli for sure. And like, yeah, they're they're interviewing uh, hip young girls and mm-hmm. like this guy, but like his partner wants no piece of police work. He's just like, I, I got to get out of here. This music's terrible. And I don't like, understand what's happening with this world. Yeah. And he, I, let me get back to a good old-fashioned Italian diner. We'll, we'll see him in 20 minutes or so. He's off, you know. He's at the deli. He has a southern accent for asking for an Italian diner, but he did. <laughs> uh, Whatever. You're from Texas. You can do what you want, man. <laughs> uh, so they, they come up to these two girls, and they're playing chess. And they're like, hey, what do you know? What do you know? God damn it. And, and he's doing something that infuriated me. They're playing chess, yeah, and yeah. He's, he's making moves on their chess game. I'm sorry, but like, if I'm anywhere in public playing chess, you keep your goddamn hands off my chess game. That ain't cool, man. Yeah, you, uh, you, you, you. That is a weird chess. Nerd. You went into the red when you saw that. Oh yeah, I was so mad, so mad. But uh, these girls are like, well, we do know. Oh, that dead girl. Yeah, she went to a party and she was like, when was it? And they go, was it? Oh, it's not over. It's been going for five days. Yeah, we'll take you to the party. It's not a party. It's the party. It's, it's the party. It's, Everyone it's, refers to it as the party, like it's an address, an event, yeah, a location, it literally a state become, of mind. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it. And it literally becomes an address when uh, later on someone says, oh, I, I live next to the I party. Live a, I live a couple doors down from the party. The party that apparently has been going on since uh, 1929 <laughs> or something like But so the cop, they go to they go to the party. They go to the party. I'm sorry, Nick. Now we're all sort of jumping there. But yeah, we're, we're, we're at the party, which, to be honest, does remind me of some of the parties I've been to here in Portland. Right. Like, I mean, there's... we're Portlanders. So our level of uh, tolerance for just obnoxious hipster nonsense is like through the roof. I mean, that's just the bathwater a... that we we live in. So yeah. this party is supposed to be like crazy. But to, like me and Nick, we're just like, oh, yeah, this is yeah, no big deal. There's a snake on the floor. There's uh, yeah. There, there's there's a, two guys playing sitar for no reason. Like yeah, uh, no. super fast. And there's a bunch of smoke and uh, people listen watching the sitar players disinterestedly, but still swaying to it. Yeah. Uh, Just and some then, great white people dancing in here. Yeah, yeah. And then people randomly talking about uh, socialism. Poetry, and, and, socialism, and, uh, and, existentialist. And the, yeah, Just the, blather. The, yeah, Just nonsense. Yeah. And then. Uh, uh, there's uh, there's glue. Oh yeah, this is great. Okay, okay. So the, our cop guy, uh, David Ewing Walsh, I'm just gonna say his name a bunch, um, has gotten hipster girl from the cafe to be his like escort through the crazy world of, of beatnik hipsterism, and um, she goes up to this huge punch bowl and she's like, "Hey babe, like why don't you try a drink of this? We call it glue." And he's like, "What is it?" And and she goes, "It's whiskey, wine, and gin." And he's like, Which "Sounds." Terrible. If you're an adult, if you're a grown ass man and you hear those words, you go, no, no, thanks. <laughs> like, I like a drink. I'm not drinking that. I'm not I'm not 17 years old. That's why. And but been... he's like a grown ass cop on the case. And he goes, give me a big ass cup of that. And he just like <laughs> takes that glue. Chug, chug, chug. Um, yeah, that's that's glue for you. Then he goes to meet uh, the first uh uh, lead, I guess, because they're like, oh, well, this dude knew the chick that got killed. They mm-hmm. were uh, playing doctor last night in the bathroom yeah, until this is she a, left. This is a movie that's about sex but can't say sex. Yeah. So it's like they just keep say, talking about sex in all these crazy ways. They're like, yeah, she keeps all sorts of company. Like, if you, I think the drinking game for this movie is uh, innuendos to sex that don't quite say. It's like, yeah, yeah, she kept company with them. 
then we made some conversation. Or the yeah, made some conversation. I think the the, the owner of Big Fat Black Pussycat says that oh yeah, she's got friends, lots of friends. Oh, <laughs> she she changes addresses nightly. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Wink uh, wink wink. But so they 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 go meet uh they go meet the the first guy who uh. Funny, uh, like I think it was funny when because he's sleeping and he won't wake up. And is that we, his room? Does he have a room at the party? No, no one has, uh, no one lives there. You just are there, mm. and he just passed out in some room. True. And so uh, the cop wakes him up, and he he shoots up out of the bed, and he looks terrible. He looks like he's like fifty nine years old at this party of mostly twenty somethings. Right. But he's getting laid. Yeah. Like he's like and apparently he, slept with a bunch of these people. And, but he's, he's he's all sweaty and just just gross looking, he's just a, terrible skeevy looking dude. And he's he's he starts talking about oh man yeah I passed out I was I was I was fighting the spiders and they're like what what spiders giant man? green spiders giant green spiders man. Uh, and then he's like what's your name what's your name and he says well today I'm eighty I'm eighty six proof today if you got to put a label on me awesome boom smooth hipster comeback yeah. and I I, I liked that. Uh, but he he tells them uh, he tells them that oh yeah she uh she bounced after she didn't dig the scene or some shit, um, and then while and then the cop goes out and uh gets in a fight sort of quotes he well, bumps into somebody he's and bumping then... into everybody he bumps into like he, he like ugh, he's just walking backwards most of this movie and just knocking people over and it's just like women being like hey whoa and it's like hey just walk forward bro <laughs> just like, just. Walk Put like your eyes fucking... in front of your face. Dear Lord. <laughs> and just walk. But uh, he gets into a fight uh, with a bunch of the beatniks. Awesome fight. It's yeah, real yeah. funny. Because uh, one dude just takes a painting and uh, puts it, breaks it over his head. But like through the painting but where through like the painting, he impales yeah. the painting with this cop's body, which seems like, it which, seems adorable. Like I wish yeah. someone would do that well, to me every day. Well, he's smiling while he does it. He's smi- the guy's smiling while he does it. But then he turns around and I guess the owner of the painting uh, who Brom or whatever his name is later in the fuzzy slippers? Yeah, yells at the dude, fascist, fascist, and, and then sprays he him sp- in the face with spray paint. Yeah, spray paints with, him in the with, face, and which apparently that, is his that, thing. Yeah, but that was his thing. And before that, he was just spray painting the wall. <laughs> oh, was he? It's just the guy at the party, just ah, just gonna tag the wall in this party. Nobody cares about the aerosol fumes. No, well, no, of course not. not They're all drunk on glue. glue. Day yeah. five of glue. Like, yeah. forget about it. By the way, never go to a party that lasts more than one day. Like, nothing good is happening on day five of a party. Yeah. Get out of there. No way. Uh, oh, and before that, he's interviewing a bunch of people, and uh, this lady goes, uh, about the dead woman, she goes, I heard you got attacked by a sex fiend. <laughs> Ain't that a laugh? <laughs> no, it isn't. That is not. That is a fucked up thing to say to about your dead friend. <laughs> that Fuck is the you. least laughable thing uh, imaginable uh, right it's now. It's an example of a thing that's not funny. <laughs> uh, but what do, the one what one funny thing that does happen at the party is the next killings. Oh okay. right, 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 right. Yeah, this party is lit, dude. So <laughs> while the party's go, while the party's going on, and the cop is interviewing this guy in one bedroom in, in some unnamed other part of the apartment house mansion wherever the hell these people are at uh there's a couple uh having sex and then uh the guy says oh I'm, they're not I'm, having sex nick they're have they're making some conversation they're making conversation <laughs> that's right right sorry uh, they uh the guy says he's gonna throw up and she's like oh well 
let's go to the balcony for some reason. Right. Well, it's closer than the bathroom. I think is a theory. Like he's not going to. But they both go out there. They both go onto the onto the firewalk. Did you notice? Did you notice that guy has a clearly glued on soul like a chin beard? Oh yeah. Like it's the fakest chin beard you've ever seen. It's almost like they cast this guy and they're like, well, he's not beatnik enough. Give me a chin beard. That's exactly what they thought. They were like, all right, you got the glasses, (laughs) but what about the what about the soul patch? We need that. Yeah. Uh, and so they go out onto the firewalk, and then the killer comes up behind them. And what is it just? What do oh, they do? this is my favorite kill right, of the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. a lot of okay, great kills. Yeah. There's I counted it. There's nine kills in this movie. This is the best one, right up top. Okay. Uh, homeboy, whoever it is, mysterious killer, comes up, grabs this dude's ankles, <laughs> whip, tosses them. them over yeah. the yeah, just grabs by the ankles and whips them over the uh, the edge of this building. And it's like it's kind of savage and it's kind of hilarious. Like, but then does it's it a great kill like. But do, does it to him, and it's then, such a disrespectful way to kill. And then does it to like, the girl, so does it to both of them. Well, he stabs the shit out of oh, the that's girl, right. and stabs, like, and then does the blood it. And then, just, then, like her chest explodes. The the murders in this movie are like pretty graphic. Like the and, movie's really goofy and G rated, and then every once in a while someone will get graphically murdered. It's a very strange mix. But the the one thing I I, I liked about this, uh, one of the few things I liked about this movie, uh, after he tosses both of them over. Uh, the 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 cat comes back and sees them snuggles with them and then and snuggles because they're in their bed sheets yeah. when they fall onto the so they're not you know naked on screen I, the killer um, throws the bed sheet off at the corpses as if to say yeah stay warm stay warm and it's, then the it's cat, cold out there on the the alley. cat goes up into the bed sheets in between both of them and snuggles up just curls up like and, and, yeah it's so it's so it's very and nice. like what's the deal with this cat honestly I saw the scene and immediately like any rational person assumed this cat is psychic. Right. And it's connected to the murders. And you might be saying, Dave, that doesn't make any sense. That's what happens in this movie. This is a psychic cat that's connected to the murders. Somehow, <laughs> dot, Somehow. Dot, dot, I don't understand really how it works. But that's what the police believe. And that is apparently what is objective reality in this movie. Um, so, yeah, those those are some great murders. Um, what else is going on? Are we? Oh, I should mention that uh, dynamite suitcase. This right. is another thing happening yes. at uh. the party. These double, this double murder has not stopped at the party, nor has the brawl involving a police officer. Nope. Party's whatever, dude. Like, rock well, the, on. The Bukowski guy gave no shits about the cops being there. Who's really? The, well, why don't, you, why don't you explain to the casual listener who Bukowski guy is? Okay, so uh, as they're looking for more leads uh, after they find out that the girl left drunk dude uh, and went off into the party or went off into the night, they're right. looking for more people, and they run into uh, – uh, actress, actress, girl who just is telling people to give her money. Yeah, I love and, her. Uh, She's like, "Shut up, give me money. Give me up, a dollar. Shut up, give me money. Love her. Uh, I have a very private apartment. If you want to go fucking it, and that's that's basically her whole mo and personality. And she's really good friends with uh, who they what they call a modern poet. Modern poet meaning asshole, I guess. Complete, Which is utter douchebag. That's fair. Uh. Who we just nicknamed Bukowski because mm-hmm. his uh, he steals a beer from a guy walking by him, and the guy goes, "That's the third time, man." And he goes, "Huh, whatever, sue me." And then he then he tells the girl who came up to ask them questions in the first place, uh, "Hey, this cop wants to know about what's her name who died." How do he, you like a punch in the mouth? Yeah, how would you said. like a punch in the mouth? Shut up, pig! And then he spills beer on the cop. He throws beer <laughs> on this cop. This is a movie w- in which, uh, if you're a police officer, just expect to get verbally and physically uh, harassed by like milk toast artsy types <laughs> all the time. And uh, can you do something about it? Nope, nope, nope. You he, can't even say anything. 
A cab is the law in this movie. They're yeah. not about cops. Uh, but so <laughs> that's the, uh, the that's the Bukowski guy. Um, but which so, keep keep his characteristics in mind. He likes to steal beers. That will pay off later. I will keep that in mind. Uh, then we got dynamite suitcase. Right, so dynamite suitcase. There's a mysterious gloved figure, the same figure uh, that murdered those two people earlier. Um, and this scene is this, is there heavy breathing over this scene? Yeah, because while they're taking out the dynamite and setting it up, they are very anxious and they they portray that portray that anxiety and uh, nervousness by the heavy breathing. So there's this suitcase, and this gloved figure goes up to it, and uh, sounds like. Sounds like this. this breathing. Oh, that's dynamite. Putting some dynamite in suitcase. Oh, this could be bad. This, this goes be bad. on. This, this goes on for like fifteen minutes, where it's just like oh, another wire. All right, one more uh, battery connection. Uh, preparing this dynamite suitcase. Oh god! Oh god! Oh god! It goes on and on and on and on and on, and uh, finally setting a booby trap for the cops. So the cops gonna come back and get the. Do, get do they leave with the suitcase, or do they leave it? There? But then, no, no, no. Because what happens next? invalidates and erases everything they just did with that prep work of setting it up so perfectly, so precisely, so intricately As and delicately. As if it's a deadly booby trap of it, some sort? Right, of course. Uh, because then after they set it all up, the killer just picks up the briefcase, essentially sloshing all the dynamite in there and all the, the, the timing mechanisms just down to the bottom and walks through the kitchen yeah. and sets it up at another spot haphazardly. Uh, the only redeeming quality or redeeming thing that came out of that is that they set it up next to our favorite character in the entire movie uh i don't even know his name oh wait he has a name you wrote it down uh um, stoner dude oh right 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 uh his name is harold len and this guy is like he's the cool okay this movie is full of ridiculous beatnik characters this guy is the best he's just the best of them like he sounds like a lisping bob dylan yeah it's kind of got a bob dylan with a lisp thing going on he's like you, oh, I, can, can I can I channel him let's right try now? To see if we can well, it's it's a thanks oh, for thanks, these thanks for the thanks for these three. Oh, thanks for these three. Thanks for these. I don't know. We're going country. It's again. a little country, it's a little country. But it's like that because he has jowls, but he's like twenty four. He's really moving. You're moving as thanks jowls. For these, thanks for these three. I love these three. I love these three. <laughs> but he uh, he's sleeping where the killer places the bomb at. He's and, passed out. Like oh, yeah, we should talk about how he smokes joints. Right. Yes. This is this is a big point of the movie. So uh, do we ever say? I don't think we said at the beginning that this. Movie it was released in 1963, so filmed in 1962. Yeah, that might have to deal with, might have to do with why they smoke weed this way. But so, anyways, people Harold, have been smoking weed forever. So, like, but I on don't... screen, well, I don't know. Anyways, Harold is uh, that, that's true. Oh, They're... so you think they're censoring themselves by Possibly. covering? Uh, I should explain. The, I mean, this guy re... takes a joint out of his out of his pocket and, and puts government... it in his mouth, lights it, but then he puts his his hands over his face to make like a little. Like, like a little hand box over his he's face. He's like hot boxing himself. He's hot yeah, he's hand boxing himself. But like, they would so... they would remove their oh, hands. Wow, wow. No, he would they would keep their oh, hands wow, just so like nice. this oh, yeah. while they would talk to oh, people in the scene oh, and then also smoke the joints like you know how you do it. This is just how everyone smokes a joint. And then when they're done with the joint, 
uh, put it out, and so you never actually see them smoking. But in government, I, maybe it's because in government propaganda Just films of cigarette. the 30s and 40s, like the you could show them smoking. A cigarette, a rolled something. You don't know what it is. Like, maybe whatever. because uh, detrimental things didn't happen immediately afterwards. I'm, I'm not sure. But in any case, that's how they smoke weed in this movie. And that's the first time you see that is with Harold, who wakes up after the killer leaves the briefcase there. And he just wakes up long enough to do that scene where he's smoking a joint uh, for the first time uh, in the movie on on film. Uh, and then cut to uh, essentially – skip a bunch and cut to the thing that you loved focusing on, uh, the insane theory that the cops come up with for what is – what the killer – What's happening with these killings yeah, so in the movie? Yeah, so up till this point, the movie is relatively coherent. There's beatnik jerks. Right. There's cops. They're investigating a murder. A cat's hanging out, but, you know, nothing too crazy. But here's where it gets really, really hard to follow. It introduces very, very, very rapidly, like, a million indistinguishable white dude cop characters. Like, I don't know who's what and who's what boss. And there's a uh, there's a psychologist that they bring in um, that is there so that the police can explain to him how the psychology of criminal works. And then he can rebuke them by saying, you're almost right, but here's the thing you're missing. And I didn't write it down. Cat ESP. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So they're like, somehow the cops know that the cat was around the corpses every time, all the corpses. Any time a corpse happens, this cat shows up. How do they know that? It's not like they have footage or that they were there, but they know it. Let's just move on from there. And they go, uh, so cats pick up on extrasensory perception signals of a psychopath. Also, I know that the killer is a homosexual, a male homosexual if it's a male, and a lesbian if it's a female. Right. But I know that for sure. Gay killer. Also, there's a psychic cat. Um, they take a really long to explain time to explain that. There's like 10 different cop dudes talking to each other. It's very... Uh, almost psychedelically incoherent. Like, it's like... essentially though, because uh, the I, I focus on the first sentence, which is why that that was part of the tag that they. I don't even know if they use it for the movie, but they should. The brainwaves, cat murder, is because they say that uh, psychopaths, schizophrenics specifically, emit uh different brain waves, have oh, a different brain uh, wavelength okay. than Some... normal people, and that it's so uh, uh exaggerated. Uh, and, so it's and like, pronounced it's like that cats pick up on it. It's like electromagnetic psychic catnip. Yes. And like catnips are like, mm, I, like I feel a psycho, like a gay psycho a in gay, the area. There's a gay psycho in the area. Seek it out. And if you're wondering, uh, yeah, to be clear, this movie is like wild homophobic. So you know, obviously, I don't know if you picked up on that yet. Uh, but but cats are uh, connected to them uh, on, on the psychic plane. And so that's why the cat's always there. And I guess... Their idea is to use the cat as like a radar. But then they have the a cat. A dowsing rod. They have the cat. Yeah, they have the cat. They're talking about the cat and they have the cat. The cat's on the desk. And they're like, if we have this cat, the cat is on the desk. They're talking about what is going on in the fuck? Because <laughs> it's like, you could use him right now. Just go put him in the car, drive around, see what he starts freaking out which at. Which they do. Which they do. No, they, no. There's a part later in the movie where well, the cops are driving later. around. Yeah, yeah. Way after seven more saying, people have died. It doesn't seem like they're like, oh, this is our like killer cat catcher, whatever. It's not like they seem, you know, fluent that they're using the cat. Yeah. 
They just, just have like, the cat. The, I don't even think they noticed the cat's in the car. The cat's just like, I'll do what I want, dude. Bad <laughs> black pussy. <cat." laughs> uh, but so, so, oh, so I want to I want to talk about uh, the uh, the second uh, poetry bar. Oh yeah, that they hang yes. out at. Um, so this is a great part. Yes. What's where's that? Where's that partner? You might yeah. be wondering what's what's he been up to? Turns out. He was at a different beatnik dive bar where there's a bunch of poetry going on. And he's just like, poetry, this shit's crazy. And uh, at one point, he's on the phone with his partner and they're saying something that doesn't matter. And this beatnik girl runs up to him, like slams the phone down. It's like, come here. It's time to do some poetry. God damn it. Another example of uh, artsy type physically assaulting an officer. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no. And it's like, what is this? It's like a mandatory open mic, I guess, going on here. <laughs> okay. and he, yeah. This is actually a joke in the movie. Like this movie yeah. is trying to make a joke. Which and, he does a couple of times. And it's funny. I'll give it that. Uh, and the joke is that his cop doesn't want to do poetry, but he has to. So he goes up and he's like, parking in a white zone will result in a $15 fine, man. <laughs> and then he'll just say, he'll just say like just rules reading. and regulations yeah, and then go, man. man. And that's his poetry. And that's pretty funny. And uh, like the beatniks love him. They're like, man, I really dug that thing with the white lines. Oh, man. he was killing it. This, oh, he's crushing it. I think thing. he was like, he became a beatnik after that. Like he was like, <laughs> he never wanted to be a cop. He could start spitting. What was the other guy's? Uh, uh, they... Oh, yeah, I wrote this down. There's another guy who's um, punctuated by a acoustic guitar, um, which is like my circle of hell personally. Listening to like one white dude read poetry and another white dude play acoustic guitar next to it. Woof. Okay, but here's his poem. <clears throat> The end of the beginning is death. Only God can make a tree. Square is a square is a square. Pain is joy and joy is pain. And never the twain shall meet. Never the twain shall meet. Booze, more booze. Opiates from the trade or be quiet. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Snaps, snaps. Beautiful. Yeah, dude. Beautiful. Dude, I made me th that changed my life right there. I mean, <laughs> like I was running around thinking like I could probably make a tree. But think about it. Only guy can make a tree. So it's it's so it's like they're trying to make they're trying to poke fun and uh, mock beatniks, but they don't know anything about them mm -hmm. except for stuff they've maybe seen in other movies and stuff. They that don't even know how people beatniks. smoke joints. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it, that's that's what, that's what really bothered me about this. As as much as like a, a we thought about we thought it was going to be an anti propaganda movie against beatniks. There's not enough really going on it's, for you to call it that. Exactly. It's like, not. It's, I'd rather watch the Adams Family episode with beatniks in it. <laughs> like, yeah, you said that was more stridently. Oh yeah, anti beatnik because yeah. they're so cartoonish and so over the top. And I don't even know if it's anti. It's just that you would see these people as living cartoons and and insane and insufferable. Uh, which is yeah, I, which I, I guess I could see that in real life too, because yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's an anti-beatnik exploitation movie, but it's not like you said, it's not super strident. It's like it's like too bored and with itself, yeah, and too lazy to really like hate or love anybody. There is one scene uh, that I, I I did really like that I guess uh, calls the movie calls itself out uh, uh, with, with maybe a, a valid point. It reminded me a lot of SLC Punk. Where mm. our favorite guy is uh, making out with this this girl, and they drive from the street into what looks like a black box theater, yeah. even though it's just supposed to be an alleyway, because it goes completely dark. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah you're on a stage, clearly a stage. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
they're 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 necking and then she starts laughing at him and he's like what's what's the deal why oh, yeah why? that's pretty good what makes you laugh at me <laughs> that's that's it and she she says that like oh i just i see what all oh, you're just you art types you beatniks are just like any other guy or any other male and you're just this and you're just that and it comes down to even with your looks even with the look it's all just uh young phonies which reminded me a lot of slc punks classic monologue about um what the the girl tells him that uh you're oh in the end as much as you hate mods and as much as you hate preps you're just another fashion trendy poser mm. getting a uniform and that shook my little mind that had spiked <laughs> spiked hair and uh, oh my god that's adorable yeah. <laughs> I, can we put and that in Jinko pants? And I was like, "What? No, no, I'm uh, different. Uh, I'm different on the inside too." <laughs> That's funny, dude. Well, we all have that moment where we, you know. Yeah. But but that was that was one of the things that I actually I actually liked I actually liked about uh, the movie. Uh, and then that that scene got punctuated by her getting stabbed in the throat. Yeah, she's like him boom. getting hit with a hit, him getting hit with a rock. Singer Holmes, and then like yeah, she gets cut. And he gets like smacked with a brick or yeah. something, something like that. But he survives, thank but God. But he survives. <laughs> he shows up later at the police station, and he's like, uh, "They gave him new clothes. I guess blood got on his clothes." And he goes, "Thanks for the threads, man. The oh threads. man, I like this." And but then they arrest him for Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, apparently, which is bullshit. What a bunch of assholes. And then they they punk him. All these cops are like, ah, like having a great time, even though there's like a huge crime spree going on. Like, guys, get serious. You're the police. Bodies are stacking up, dudes. Like, you know. Which they finally do after him, after they arrest him and say, okay, well, now we got to get, we got to stop these killings. The cat knows where they're. Where the killer's gonna be because uh, cats are connected to uh, gay psychopaths, mm-hmm. uh, science, and then uh, they <laughs> they start going to look for him. Uh, in the meantime, uh, the first so the first killer who is just oh well, I guess he is gay he is gay and then they're like that's they're both part gay. of it. They're the both movie gay. says they're both gay. He's like that gay. was a homosexual guy. He's not a psychopath, but he was dissatisfied with his life enough to murder people. Yeah. And I'm like, isn't that a psychopath though? Like But um... they 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 corner him and he ostensibly kills the cop. Here's kills another the here's another part where this movie is like what the shit is going on in this movie. Okay, so uh There's the, a chase the scene, main cop, right? David Ewing, mm-hmm. he's he's like, "Oh shit, that Killer. I got him on the roof. We got a rooftop chase. Right. There is a actor that is clearly a woman. He is chasing a a woman. He's chasing a woman. That's what he's chasing. He's chasing a woman. There's a guy taking a wig off. Okay, now it's a guy. Who is it? What's the big reveal? (gasps) It's a guy we've never seen before. It's none of the characters. It's a new dude, even though, again, very much a female actor he was chasing just a second ago. Then there's a guy shot from behind. Who's wearing the same suit as David Ewing, but you can't see his face, and I don't think he was in the scene. Um, and then that guy gets stabbed, and David Ewing is gone from the movie. Yeah, he doesn't come back. Our main character's gone. He gets shanked, and that's it, dudes. It's, and he, we're hanging out with the rest of the. And Lando he gets stabbed. Cops. He gets stabbed with what looks like a pocket knife. Uh, I'd take one for that, dude. Like that's like and he doesn't even keep it in him. He just like boom, and then the cop collapses. Yeah. Like he just shevered his spine. Yeah. And uh the guy puts up his Swiss Army pocket knife from Boy Scouts and starts running away. Uh, I couldn't even whittle a stick with that thing. I mean, that is like <laughs> running is that, gets cornered, gets cornered, uh takes a a, a hostage, takes oh, a yeah. lady this hostage is another, in an alleyway. Like, a weirdly savage scene where like he's running around and they're like, 
uh, male wanted wearing black clothing. And I'm like, that seems pretty vague for like a yeah a, a New York City like it's, APB. Yeah, it's supposed to be set in New York City, and the All Points Bulletin, uh, the APB is oh. Caucasian male dressed in black. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, everyone at the party is going to get arrested. <laughs> but he's running around. He grabs some lady off the street and uh, gets backed into a corner by all these cops. And the bald cop decides to uh, – well, he reads the hostage situation correctly, which is – I'm going to charge this dude. Well, no. So you got check, So there's, uh, there's a line of cops mm-hmm. uh, all standing in front of him, and he's saying, hey, step back. Don't 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 come any. Take one more step, and I'll cut her throat. Yeah, and they're all like, "All right, calm down, man, calm down." The bald-headed commissioner mm-hmm. drives up with the cat, gets out of the car, uh, late to the scene after this is all after the guys already said that, and they're they've got a perimeter around him. Gets out of the car and runs through the alley, through the cop barrier line, and then the guy cuts the lady's throat. Yeah, it's and like tries a- to jump over a wall. Yeah, yeah. He slits this lady's throat. It's Throws very, him on the commissioner, and he's like, what the hell? Well, I didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah, that commission breaks through like he's going for a sack, you know? Like, yeah. he's just like, oh, I got it! <laughs> <laughs> this lady gets her throat slit real bad. It's pretty gross. Again, this, like, the violence in this movie kind of jarring. I like, you keep getting into, like, these sleepy modes where it's like, oh, this goofy movie, and then it's just, like, super violence. Um, and then, okay, so the, the attacker jumps up on a wall to try to escape. And, like, cop number 17 pulls out a fucking big-ass machine gun that he's got uh. for some reason. He, like, mows this dude down. Yeah. And, uh... Shoots him so many times. So I liked, many times. I liked his reaction to it, because when they go back to the car and call it in, thinking that the... Oh, case is closed. We got the killer, uh... <laughs> the the guy who does it, the cop number seventeen, who just shows up out of nowhere. He's been in the movie before, but he's been yeah, at he's a been desk. On the phone. He's, he's been the, on the phone the entire time. All the, that's the thing. All these guys that are the desk guys are in the street right at the end of the movie. Even though we have like street cops. Yeah. Uh, it's, Anyways, yeah, but yeah. He, I love he when he when he calls it in and he's like, oh, uh, situation under control. Got him. Uh, yeah, I shot him a bunch of times. Like he's dead. Oh, that guy's delivery is so flat. It's great. <laughs> I think he just he's shot a man every week for like the last three years, and he's just like, yeah, shot another guy. Big deal. <laughs> but uh, I remember when he's talking to uh, David Ewing earlier in the movie. He's like, oh, you got another uh, person who got poisoned. Yeah. Oh, don't don't leave the area or anything. Right? <laughs> don't leave the area or anything. I mean, you probably don't. Want What's it. that? There's a lot another of homicide. Oh wow. Oh, yeah, I shot another man last night. <laughs> that guy's great. Uh, uh, let's see. Some things we missed. Uh, beer thief saving the day at the bar from oh, the poisoner. Bukowski. Bukowski uh, saves the day unintentionally. He uh, tries to steal both cops' beers. He after... try. He does it, dude. Well, he does it after uh, the first cop does his awesome poetry reading. Uh, Bukowski comes up and does this crazy uh, uh, poetry rant about oh I didn't I thought you guys was lawyers lawyers are the death lawyers are bad they're stepping it. on the backs of the working man yeah and, blah, 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 blah. Blah. and then he <laughs> drinks the first cop's beer and he's like yeah take that and then <laughs> and the cops react by going okay all right they're fine. staring at him flatly like I okay. I can't I can't what, what can I do what can I do against this and then he drinks <laughs> the other cop's beer that had been poisoned and then uh, dies. Uh, uh, yeah, he drinks both beers and immediately goes, oh, oh, and falls over dead. Now, and this is an interesting thing. Just um, how Bukowski would have wanted Seemingly it. nobody gives a shit about this death. And then right after that, Steve goes over to this lady's house that he's been wooing, takes her out to dinner, and they both get served uh, beers. 
Yeah. I mean, isn't that weird? I mean, when you feel a little paranoid about like getting served a beer like two hours after somebody tries to poison you. And so and she drinks it and gets super messed up. Like she well, has she one drink and like is blackout, blackout drunk. drunk. Oh, big time. And like falling over. And he's not like, oh, I wonder if someone's poisoned this Her, person. Yeah, when is An th- event that I witnessed what, about Earlier 60, today. 60 minutes ago, roughly. <laughs> like, so that's crazy. I don't understand why she got blackout drunk. Um, Who knows? The, uh, the courtship of their courtship is really messed up too. Like he's like, there's part where he brings her home. She's too drunk. He puts her to bed. And, uh, uh, then later they have another date and he's like, smoochy times, kiss, kiss, kiss. And she's like, no, I, I'm an anthropologist. You know, some tribes are like all about making love, but other tribes are like not about making love. I think I'm one of those not making love types. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, all right, all whatever, right, whatever fine. fine. I don't know he what leaves, that means. You're a crazy but lady. <laughs> fellas, here's a pro tip. When a lady says no, you leave. But you stay in that hallway. You just linger. And then if you hear a noise. Just in case. Uh, here's Just what in happens. case an attacker comes. Well, not, an attacker doesn't even come. Exactly. She sees the fat black pussy cat outside of her window, and her reaction is, <laughs> like she she squails, freaks out, passes uh, out on side of a cat, faints, passes out, faints, you know, like women from... do. <laughs> you know, they faint. That's and what they be doing. He sh- and then he shoots. He uh, runs up, shoots her door off, kicks in, her, kicks it in, and uh, saves picks her, up, her. Saves her from seeing a cat. <laughs> Picks her up, takes her to bed, and you fill in the dots, buddies. Yeah. So it worked. Uh, he, yeah. Him, his cat was his wingman. Set him up. Perfectly. Yeah, that cat has like it, the cat really is like a Loki figure. It's just like <laughs> I'm gonna make evil shit happen. <laughs> uh, but then it all comes to a head when it turns out uh, their love can never be because surprise, surprise, she's the killer. She be killing. She be killing uh, anyone that uh, I guess arouses her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the thing is uh, that we get a lesbian softcore scene that doesn't have any sex, but it's got yeah. all of the buildup to it. Mm-hmm. Very, like, this comes out of nowhere. There's, like, a, a cute secretary character that we briefly saw. She's back, and it's this main anthropologist lady. And they're just, like, touching each other and, like, petting each other's hands real good. And, uh, like, secretary's like, I've dated men, but men just aren't enough. And like, like the other lady's like, yeah, like this is gonna be different. And I'm like, whoa, what am I watching right now? Like, and then she is... she takes her blouse off, uh, and lays down for a nice uh, sensual mas- massage. Uh huh. And uh, and then she... anthropologist lady is like, she kind of starts massaging her shoulders or whatever and touching her. And then she and she gets up to uh say like, well, let me get a little. How about I get a little more comfortable? And then in she... the same room, <laughs> I love this. Dude. Less than ten feet away, goes and changes into her murder outfit of all black uh, camo, uh, you know, uh, Carhartts and and gloves. Yeah, she puts on like a super like I'm a dude, I'm a dude McDuderson suit, right? Like in the middle of their like bet boudoir romance, the, and it's pretty great. Like why the secretary doesn't just look and like, hey, why are you putting on uh, all this? <laughs> Black work yeah, yeah. pants, big time. Like time out. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> what the, what's going on here? Uh, and uh, goes goes over to killer. Goes over to killer. Grabs the world's smallest pocket knife again. Tiny pen knife. You want to kill people like an of inch course. and a half blade, right? And uh, she's like, I'm going to stab you eight thousand times uh, to and make sure it's still not be dead. But <laughs> uh, but before she can hit her, uh, the, they all bust through the door and uh, shoot her dead. Shooter dead. Do they tracks. shoot her dead? Yeah, they do. They shoot her oh, dead. Oh, right on, right on. They shoot her dead because then, then the cat 
who had been trying to get through the window the whole time during their lovemaking scene because it, it can feel the brainwaves of lesbianism happening, mm-hmm. uh, gets through and then like licks at the dead body or whatever blah, blah, blah. and goes. Yeah, the cat's like, hail Satan. Mm, I love that murder. <laughs> uh, and goes to the final scene, which is a news report about the this crazy killing spree that's happened. And uh, the cop, the commissioner is on camera saying that, oh, yeah, yeah, it was a uh, uh, psychotic uh, gay brainwaves. Uh, making making all this happen and and the reporter asked him well uh that that's really nuts uh how often do you think this can happen he said well we just have it we just had it happen here you know twice in the same time so i'd say it's got to be like another one in 500 million chance that this could ever happen in our fair city oh what a relief but then what comes in to turn off the tv (gasps) a gloved hand a black gloved hand that's that's what murderers wear though three gay people (laughs) what yeah uh, and that's uh, that's how the movie ends. Uh, yep, that's the end of the movie. Uh, it's super, like, I don't know, it just doesn't make any goddamn sense, and I don't know what it's trying to say, and... Uh, it's a hard sell on whether I would say you should see it. I'm right, I'm right there in the middle with you. Like, I'm not like, don't see it, because I'm glad I saw it, honestly. But then also I'm like, I don't know if I would show this to people either. There's better shitty anti-beatnik stuff out there that's more fun and crazier and more fun to watch than this. Not a super fun watch, but it is very talky and all of the dialogue is like is pretty weird. Artificial and and weird and like very good. I like it. It's good, bad dialogue. But as a movie, it's ugly. The audio's terrible. It's edited completely incomprehensibly. Uh, You even said that one of the things you did find out was that it was cut wrong and I think, that there's scenes out of place. I, I think the version that we saw might have had two of the reels flipped. That's what I was seeing on the internet. Like the movie literally doesn't even know what order it's supposed to be in. And like uh it's about a psychic cat question mark. I still am not clear. And also like lesbians equal psychopath. Like that that's messed up. But I think that's so our, our our sell is if you want really want to go ahead if not wait and if it passes in front of you sure don't cross the street it's, because it does go ahead and check it out it's streaming on Amazon like if you want like a really weird talky bad like retro schmaltz like if you are a retro trash aficionado then yeah go for it I'm I'm glad I saw it it's out of my it's outside of my wheelhouse. But it's important for me that I don't just always That's watch true. movies with That's true. you know guys with mullets kicking each other in the face and like as trucks as that is doing barrel rolls. I I can do that seventy five percent of the time, and every once in a while I'll see a movie like this. Yeah, and so I, I I'll go with that. I, I will go with that cell, and uh, with that say uh, good night to Fat Black Pussycat and to our awesome uh, studio here. Uh, That's also uh, the Meow Podcast Network. Go. Yeah. Ch- Check them out. Go YGM check us out. YGM Network is awesome. We're here in beautiful downtown Portland in this great studio. Um, and also, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of great shows on there. So check it out, including us. Which, by the way, uh, find us on iTunes. Give us an awesome rating. Pretty please. Pretty, pretty please. And uh, we will see you guys uh, next time for a movie that is as yet picked, as yet unknown, yeah, but mystery. will be cool. Super cool. All so, right. So thank you guys and good night. Thanks so much. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's new, pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. 
you've been listening to VHS Vengeance on Yugunimiao Podcast Network.